Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 256 is entitled The Uttermost Farthing, Part 1. Christ taught in parables. He loved analogy. John the Revelator frequently used figurative analogy, which makes the book of Revelation sometimes very difficult to understand. The Savior appeared to prefer literal analogies, comparing the gospel to everyday things. For example, Matthew six twenty-eight through 30 And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed as one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? What is so profoundly significant about Christ's homespun analogies is that Jesus Christ is the creator of the world. John tells us, John 1, 1-3, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. An analogy compares two things that are basically unlike, but have similar characteristics. It is one of the most powerful teaching tools we have. Arthur Kessler, in his phenomenal book, The Act of Creation, talks about the power of analogy in helping us discover new things. For example, as one examines the similarities and differences of two things, It often sparks an original idea, not necessarily contained in the original comparison. It was reputed that Eli Whitney, the inventor of the cotton gin, came up with the idea of how to separate the seeds from the strong cotton fibers when he saw a cat reaching his paw through the chicken wire trying to catch a chicken. All he brought back was a paw full of feathers. It is that magic moment when two familiar things come together to form something new. Many inventions have been inspired by nature, but considering that Christ is the creator of the earth, there's a deeper meaning in his analogies. With each analogy or parable or comparison, he not only teaches us a point of doctrine, he teaches us that he built into his creation the mysteries of heaven and placed them on earth for us to find them. Sometimes we focus our eyes on heaven looking for the second coming of Christ when we could better perhaps focus our eyes upon his creations to understand the nature of Christ and the mysteries of heaven. They are living witnesses. The earth, as well as the celestial bodies, are a constant reminder of Christ our Creator. We take the sacrament each Sabbath to help us remember the blood of Christ that was shed for our sins and the body of Christ that was crucified for our sins. We also remember that Christ was resurrected and came forth from the tomb. Every day becomes a Sabbath day, a witness of Christ, as we walk among the creations of Christ in remembrance of Him. But in this podcast, 
and the one that follows, I want to select a singular analogy that has intrigued me for a very long time. I cannot seem to let it go. It is the analogy of the farthing. In the Sermon on the Mount, Christ said, Matthew five twenty-five through 26 Agree with thine adversary quickly, while thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Verily I say unto thee, Thou shalt by no means come out thence till thou hast paid the uttermost farthing. First of all, the Savior is asking us to avoid contention. How much evil has come to good people because, in a fit of understandable anger, they lash out and injure someone, sometimes even killing them in their fit of uncontrolled passion? Revenge, regardless of cause, is not acceptable to God. Romans twelve seventeen through 21 Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in doing so thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. That is a very difficult commandment to keep, for we are a passionate people, and it violates our sense of justice and desire for revenge. But Christ is teaching us a higher law. Again, we turn to the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 7, 1-5 Judge not, that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold a beam is in thine own? Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote that is in thy brother's eye. That leads us back to the image of the uttermost farthing. The Savior is trying to save us from ourselves because of the law of justice. Why should we allow someone else's sin to cause us to sin so that we experience a double suffering? The one for the injury, the other for the punishment. There is nothing like the law of justice. It stands alone. It is unconditional. It governs all laws. Remember, the Savior is using an analogy, a very rich analogy. He is comparing man's justice to God's justice, man's prison to God's prison, which is hell. We learned several very significant things from the analogy. One is surprising. It is this. Not everyone stays in hell forever. We know from John the Revelator that Satan and his angels remain in the lake of fire forever and other sons of perdition. But most of the posterity of Adam do not fall into that awful category. Sinners are as buried as saints. They are not all alike. All saints will not receive the same reward as taught by Paul. And all sinners will not receive the same punishment as taught by Christ. After they have paid the price for their sins, they will be let out of prison. In one place, Christ tells us, Revelation 1, 18. 
I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive for evermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. In another place, John tells us Revelation 20, 12 through 15. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. A close reading of the above explains the meaning of Matthew 5, 25 and 26. We learn from the above that all the dead, small and great, will stand before God, meaning Christ, to be judged. Remember that Elohim, who is the God of justice, placed all judgment into the hands of his Son, who, because of the atoning sacrifice, became the God of mercy. The great refers to those saints who took upon them the name of Christ, who remembered him and kept his commandments and endured to the end. The small refers to those unrepentant sinners who were cast into hell because they refused to call upon Christ. They had to satisfy the law of justice and pay for their own sins. Once they had satisfied the law of justice, however, they were released from hell, resurrected and brought to stand before God to be judged for their work. What happens to them then? Are they sent back to hell? Except for the sons of perdition, that cannot be, for the majority had to remain in hell until they had paid the uttermost farthing. They have suffered enough. Think of the above in terms of the law of justice and the law of mercy. The law of justice kept the unrepentant sinners in hell until, as Christ said in the Sermon on the Mount, they have paid the uttermost farthing for their sins. They had to pay for their own sins because they would not allow Christ to pay for them. Then John tells us, Death and hell delivered up the dead. In other words, they are released from prison to be judged out of those things which were written in the book, according to their works. Now they come under the judgment of Christ, or the law of mercy, and can be rewarded for their work, but only if their names are written in the book of life. Where do they go after they have paid the uttermost farthing and are judged for the good they have done? That is what Paul is talking about in his seminal sermon on the resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15, 40-42 There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, For one star differeth from another star in glory, so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. They don't go back to hell because they have already paid the uttermost farthing. They go to the heaven equivalent to their works. They do not have celestial bodies, therefore they are not candidates for the celestial kingdom. In his letters to the seven churches in Revelation 2-3, through John makes it very clear who will be the celestial bodies. Please listen to previous podcasts related to the letters to the seven churches. That leaves the other two kingdoms. In podcast 257, the uttermost farthing part two, we shall continue our discussion. 
Please join us. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.